From Islamic Finance News, the world's leading Islamic finance news provider, this is IFN Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to IFN Podcast. I'm Nisreen, news editor at Islamic Finance News, and I'm your host today. Our special guest for this episode is Dr. Akim Oyewale, the CEO of Marble Capital, a Sharia-compliant fund manager in Nigeria. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Akim. Thank you so much, Nasreen. First off, I'd like to congratulate you on the successful Sukuk issuances that came out of Nigeria's private sector this year, and especially that Marble Capital was involved in. And in particular, I wanted to talk to you about the green Sukuk, uh, as I understand that it's a pretty landmark transaction. Could you give us like a brief description of this Sukuk? Maybe tell us about the issuer, the issue size, you know, other highlights of the of the issue and, and as well as Marble Capital's involvement. Okay, thank you very much. And mm-hmm. um, I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak with you. So I will speak to the green issuance, um, the green, green Sukuk that we were able to issue for, issue for One Watt Solar. Um, mm-hmm. And they in Q2 2021, you know. So um, One Watt Solar is a tech company uh, focused essentially on providing energy, you know, as a service to markets like Nigeria and other African countries, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the goal is to enable them to be able to uh, utilize solar. We know the country, uh, the countries in Africa, we have huge challenges, huge challenges with power. So. Uh, one Watt Solar uh, was able to leverage their unique technology, which is a blockchain technology, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to uh, uh, provide power to companies at relatively cheaper rates. Mm-hmm. You know, now they were now looking for uh, moving to the what we call the next level, being able to meet the demand of a larger market, and they needed funding. You know, uh, so uh, working with another investment bank called Commercio Partners, and working with a host of international organizations like FSD Africa. Uh, uh, we were able to work with them and even AGF, that's the African Guarantee Fund. We were able mm-hmm. to work with them to structure a green sukuk alongside a green bond, you know, that allowed them to be able to uh, raise funding from uh, the market in Nigeria and one or two folks uh, outside of Nigeria that are putting some money there. So I enable them move to the first growth phase, you know. So they have, uh, the, the, the company actually has a program for 10 billion naira you know, mm-hmm. to raise uh, funding over the next five years. What okay. we did was to issue that green circle to them um, to the tune of one billion naira, which because that was the first time they will be uh, getting into the market, into the capital market. You know, mm-hmm. and we raised this book in a way that investors uh, that are that are keen about investing in ethical transactions, you know, they were able to participate. You know, so the purpose of it was to uh, enable them acquire solar panels solar mm-hmm. and solar inverters you know so essentially what we did was an ijara structure for them a, a sukuka ijara that mm-hmm. allowed them to be able to uh you, through the spv acquire these uh, items from the supplier and this was leased to uh, the entity one watt solar for them to provide uh services to their clients you know and the rentals from it is what to be used to repay uh the terms of the sukuk over the tenor, which uh, is seven years. Gotcha. And this is uh, One Watt Solar's first 
um, bond issuance or correct. Or, okay, gotcha. All right, and I heard that this is possibly. And so, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. Is this the first green sukuk that has come out of Nigeria? Yes. So this is the mm. first green sukuk that had come out of Nigeria, uh, and that's made it quite unique as well. Um, quite a number of uh, investors were were thrilled by it. Yeah, of course, the company also had to get a rating, uh, which was just borderline investment grade. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's really because um, it's the new, relatively new company in the market, and that was their first time of getting in, into the market. So they prorated the company, and mm-hmm. uh, they got support from FSD Africa, and they also got support, like I mentioned earlier, from the AGF, which provided, uh, uh, which was scheduled to provide a partial guarantee in order to enhance investor confidence, given the unique nature of this Sukuk, uh, gotcha. especially because it was also the first. So a lot of investors were a bit weary. I mean, uh, how will this pan out and the like? So we needed to get uh, more like a guarantee to sweeten the deal and mm-hmm. give uh, investors a bit of comfort. Yeah, we believe sure. that on the back of that, there may be op- opportunities. There will be opportunities for further uh, uh, um, investors, you know, or further organizations, especially in the coming year, you know, folks that are aligned with uh, green investment to look at this option. At the meeting, uh, the session we had two weeks ago that you referred to, uh, mm-hmm. we had the director general of um, of the debt management office. Actually, mm-hmm. one of the things she said was that Nigeria will look into uh, issuing green bonds next year. We, on our part, we are engaging with them to actually look at adding uh, green sukuk issuances to it. So we could have perhaps a sovereign green sukuk as well in Nigeria. I mean, right. over the next couple of months. So, but we're still working on that. It's still at an early stage conversation. Okay, that's great. And uh, sorry, just to backpedal a little bit, the, the green suko, could you share with us um, uh, what uh, the company, One Watt Solar, how did they come to, um, I'm not sure if this is the right word, how did they come to agree to a green suko and why would they choose an Islamic over a conventional bond? You know what I mean? Okay. Thank you very much. Yes, I do. Okay, mm-hmm. so the 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 um, company OneWatch Solar, you know, we engaged, we had an engagement with them, and we realized that what they're doing, they are in the industry that aligns with the Makosid Sharia, so they're essentially helping life, you know, uh, helping to, you know, enhance the quality of life of people, you know, and and that will ensure that people will have better life, which is one of the key attributes of the Makosid Sharia. And we were able to explain to them that, guys, what you're doing aligns with the Islamic dictates, which is a requirement on uh, on us, especially in the financial system, you know, to do whatever can improve the life of uh, the quality of life of the citizens. By providing power, you're going to give people ability to um, to study more, ability to have a lot more commercial activities undertaken. You know, and also you are doing this at a relatively lower price uh, entry point, lower price entry point. You mm. know, for countries, uh, for a country like Nigeria, where the poverty level is so high, you know, we believe that what they were doing was uh, innovative. You know, and we also realized that, um, yes, for them as well, uh, they needed funding. And, uh, and because it aligns strictly with dictates of Islamic finance and also the Nigerian uh, Islamic finance market was still growing. We, we see people trying to uh, invest in uh, structures that align with their interests. So it didn't take us a long time to actually convince them 
The only mm -hmm. worry they had was because they were pioneers. Uh, they weren't so sure how the market will take it. Of course. But in terms of understanding the alignment between what they're doing and what Islamic finance is offering, they were quite thrilled and it took us, uh, it didn't take us a long time to let them understand that this is something they should do. Uh, I will also mention that they were initially looking at only doing a bond, you know, mm. a conventional bond, a conventional green bond, you know. So when we were able to let them understand that a green sukuk will appeal to this sort of investors, please let us amend your program, you know, to include the ability to issue green sukuk. They were able to get that and they, they did. And the investors actually embraced the, the issuance as well. Great. Yes, that was that was going to be my next question. Um, uh, like you mentioned, you know, the company had some reservations about the reception to the uh, Sukuk. Um, how do you think it went? Like, how was the reception, uh, especially given the current climate? Do you think that the Sukuk performed well? Yes, the Sukuk actually performed well. They got uh, a 60 percent subscription level uh, being an initial issuance. You know, uh, so uh, they were able to raise the balance fund they needed through the uh, green bond. You know, so uh, for a, a first time issuer, uh, raising a billion naira in the market uh, was quite uh, a successful one for them. You know, uh, so it actually gave them the opportunity to quickly make orders for the key component that they needed to be able to provide a service to the market. So for a first time issuer, yes, the company is actually planning on coming to the market again, uh, Q1, Q2 next year. You know, because mm. the, the, the other size for their equipment has actually increased. And uh, so they need to actually be able to come back to the market and raise additional funding. And um, even before then, we already seen quite a number of um, organizations, uh, investors speaking to the company, uh, trying to see how they could support the growth of that uh, business. Yeah, so uh, the direct answer is the, the market was uh, the market reception was quite nice for a debut issuance. Yes, that's great. And so, so um, when they come back next early next year, it's going to be an Islamic issuance. It, yes, that's the plan for now. So, Excellent. Uh, the regulators okay. as well, uh, that's the Security and Exchange Commission, uh, because we actually met them. This was a private issuance, you know. So mm. the SEC also asked us that place the next issuance. You should make the public issuance. Uh, they, right. they assured us that they're gonna they're not gonna uh, have a lot of delays in approving uh, the documentation. You know, so we hope that the next issuance will be a public issuance that will allow a lot more investors uh, to participate. Great, that's very encouraging. All right, so let's take the, the let's take it to like a broader picture of Nigeria. Um, can you speak on the uh, on the Sukuk landscape in general? You mentioned earlier some regulatory support for the Sukuk market. Um, is there anything you'd like to add on that? What are the challenges perhaps that um, are present right now and how do you think it can be overcome in the coming years? Thank you very much. Yeah, so the Nigerian market has grown quite a bit uh, from an Islamic finance perspective. Um, mm. We had the first um, subnational Sukuk in 2013. Then mm -hmm. we've had uh, a, a sovereign Sukuk as well, three issuances now over the last um, five years, you know, and uh, we are, and the subscription levels were always heavy, you know, over subscriptions uh, we've been recording. Over the last um, one year, I would say, uh, we've seen uh, an increase in the number of transactions utilizing the, uh, utilizing the uh, Islamic funding methods, you know, uh, Sukuk issuances. However, most of them, 
uh, bearing one, uh, they've largely been private issuances. Mm. You know, uh, so so that you've seen a lot of like the one watt solar sukuk was a private issuance. There was a marble capital. Uh, uh, there was a, a an issuance which marble caps also did for um, purple group. Uh, which I think you covered it in one of your reports. Uh, yes. Sokoko raised uh, Isoko Kalijara as well. That was also fully subscribed. That was also a private issuance. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had uh, about three more on the market. They were all private issuance, apart from one, uh, which was by uh, family owns. That was the only one that went through the official route of getting SEC approval. Um, mm. SEC is the Securities and Exchange Commission, the regulatory body for capital markets in Nigeria. Mm. Now, that said, we are seeing that um, the federal government is about to issue another circuit before the end of this year, uh, which right. will be very large, about 250 billion naira. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also seeing one of the uh, Islamic banks trying to get approval as well from the regulators to also issue uh, a public circuit. So the landscape is improving. Uh, there's a major regulatory change that happened in August this year, mm-hmm. uh, which now allowed Nigerian pension fund administrators to be able to invest in Islamic instruments. It actually compels them to open what we call a specific fund for any investor, any pension fund that wants to manage or any pension in, uh, personnel, or we call them uh, retirement uh, savings account holder that wants mm-hmm. to have their investment managed strictly in a very, in a halal way to have okay. that opportunity. Now that is increasing the, scape, the, the landscape or the scope of assets that could be created you know, for investors to invest in. And so with that done, we expect a higher level of accumulation of investable instrument, the Alal way in the next couple of months. Now, nice. uh, that automatically uh, will require the support of the regulators uh, to ensure that the landscape is smoother uh, the process of issuing instruments is a lot easier because that's really what has been the challenge. It takes a bit of a time to get approvals. You know, so we believe that the phrase, which is the Financial Regulation uh, Advisory Committee of uh, of SPAT, that is the uh, the Sharia body that approves of uh, public issuances. You know, we expect them to also uh, be a bit more nimble. You know, in right. reviewing documentation and ensuring that uh, the market gets quality instruments. Uh, Islamic instrument that meets all the requirements of the Sharia, but also in a timely fashion that investors or that uh, issuers will be happy with, you know. So that's the area that needs to be dealt with. Once that is dealt with and uh, the speed is a bit faster, while the quality is not diminished, uh, we think that the landscape uh, right now, it's open, you know, for growth, you know, and uh, a lot of investment bankers are actually playing in that role as well. And they are working towards ensuring uh, uh, a lot more instruments come to play very, very quickly. Gotcha. Okay, excellent. And a final question, and it might be a two-part question. Um, The first one is, I'd like to know your forecast for Islamic finance in Nigeria in general for for the coming new year. And related to that, maybe you could share with us any upcoming deals that Marble Capital is involved in uh, in the next 12 months or so um, that we can expect from you guys? Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, so we, we, we think the, the forecast for Islamic finance is actually very robust. Uh, during the course of the year, we had a new um, Islamic bank that opened shop, Lotus Bank. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we also had just last week, uh, one of the non-interest banking windows 
uh, of one of the banks in Nigeria given approval to be a full-fledged Islamic bank, an alternative right. bank, you mm. know. So, so, we are, so that brings to uh, the four, four Islamic banks, full-fledged Islamic banks in Nigeria in the, next, in the last um, two years, I would say. You know, mm. because Touch Bank just got their license uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago. You know, so three banks got licenses within two-year period. And we know one or two that are still in the works. You know, so the, the space for the Islamic finance industry is actually growing. Uh, and a lot more people are getting aware. A lot more investors are also getting aware uh, that um, there is an opportunity for them to make decent returns, investing in an halal way, and at the same time, ensuring that their religious beliefs are catered for, their preferences, their ethical preferences are not uh, vitiated because they are making an investment decision. So they're right. going to get their returns, and they're also getting the peace of mind that their ethical standards expect. So mm-hmm. in that wise, we expect huge increase. I mentioned earlier the new rule of the pension commission that has mandated the creation of a new fund, you know, uh, and that we bring to the fore a couple of trillions of Nigerian Naira over the next few years, you know. So the challenge would be the need to create credible assets, credible Islamic funds, credible mm-hmm. Islamic sukuk instruments and, and uh, products that the investors will be able to invest in, in time, you know, for them to not to just put their money in cash. So growth yes. forecast is huge. We, we, if we got a hundred, 200% increase in the size of the uh, investable instruments over the next 24 or 12 months, we aren't going to be sh- surprised. We actually have working towards that because we think that's going to happen. The growth will be geometric for the next three years. Mm. You know, so that's, that's the forecast we have. For Islamic finance. And on the back of that, we also expect quite a number of issuances uh, from, um, from an Islamic finance or Islamic banking or investment banking perspective. Uh, Marble Capital, we expect to play key roles in this. Uh, mm-hmm. We are well plugged into the system. We are sub agents, one of the issuing houses for the next uh, sovereign to cook that will be issued later this month in December 2021 mm-hmm. by the federal government of Nigeria. We are also working with about two entities right now uh, at, at the early stages of trying to prime them for uh, some large issuances uh, in the market next year, Q1, Q2. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier as well, uh, we're working with um, One Watch Solar uh, for their uh, return to the market, uh, hopefully at some point, uh, early part of uh, 2022. So Marble Capital is working with um, the Sovereign we're working with uh, a number of corporates, and we're also intending, we're working with the commodity exchanges in Nigeria, you know, mm. to issue a number of uh, Islamic compliant commodity notes, you know, uh, ethical notes for investors to participate. So we think next year is going to be quite busy and uh, uh, it will allow us to enhance a bit of growth, uh, see and enhance growth in the Islamic finance market. Uh, we expect the regulators to play their part because they are aware, uh, uh, the APS regulator in Nigeria, the Securities and Exchange Commission, actually has it crafted in their master plan for the Nigerian capital market that mm-hmm. by 2025, 25% of the capital market capitalization should be Islamic or non-interest compliant instruments. Now, they've given themselves a huge gap. Right now, we are still less than... Um, uh, 3% mm. you know, of, of, of the market. So 
that the, the, there's room for enhanced growth. It's right. just for the investment bankers to be ready to ensure their instruments meet the demands of Sharia. It goes through the respective advisory committee of experts, and they are credible enough uh, by the rating agencies to actually allow us to allow investors to be able to uh, look at it from a return perspective as well as from uh, a risk perspective that uh, they are instrument they should put their money in. If all of those are addressed properly, which we expect to, uh, we expect to see enhanced uh, growth in that aspect of the market over the next uh, one year. For sure, for sure. All right. Well, uh, that's our time. Um, once again, I'd like to thank you so much for joining me today. It, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anesra. Thank you for listening. For more discussions on the Islamic finance industry, log on to www.islamicfinancenews.com. You can also listen to IFN Podcast on your favorite platforms, including iTunes and Spotify.